no G with a Z P O D Smoking Guns Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. It's a weird night. It's a Thursday night. That's not normally our night. We'll tell you why. Leap here day. In a minute. That's true. Um, I am Philip Higginbotham, one of the hosts for your Smoking Guns Podcast. We are a podcast that deals with professional football in San Antonio. That includes the San Antonio Gunslingers of the Indoor Football League, along with the uh-huh. San Antonio Brahmas of the UFL. I don't know the United Football League. Are they actually going with United? Do we know that for sure? I mean, it's UFL. I don't know if it's United, but yeah, that's a good question. What other that's... words could it be? Like unique? No. <laughs> no. Um, I'm pretty sure indoor? that's right. No. You, utility football. I don't know. <laughs> uh, uh, universe football league. There you go. It is the Universe Football League. That's what I we're like calling it. it until we hear it differently. I'm joined by my good friends, uh, Leo Yamas and R.C. Woods. Up. What up, gunslinger, uh, uh, smoking guns posse? We're the smoking guns posse. They've got guns yes. nation, and and then there's Brahman Nation going on out there. That's all great and good. Um we are going to talk some about Gunslingers football. We got an opportunity on Monday, normally our night to broadcast this Monday night, but we got an opportunity on Monday to go walk around the actual Gunslingers nation. Yeah. Uh, we walked around. We had a field trip. We did. <laughs> we had a Smoking Guns <laughs> podcast field trip and got to see the facility. We can talk some some about that. We've also got big news, exciting news for our podcast and for our friends up in St. Louis. Um, the the guys over at X Fan Show, Beehawk Live, um, have put together a sports network that is actually available on several different platforms, and have invited the Smoking Guns Podcast to be a part of Fuel sports network so we are and we're there um and uh we're waiting right now to see if we're live on it so far no not yet but uh we are monitoring that as well and jason is going to be joining us i'm sorry dirty you guys don't know him as jason that's not his name his name is who's that guy yeah dirty he'll be joining us a little later you also mean amanda too right yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> absolutely. The whole gang. The whole gang. But let's start. But let's start in the indoor arena, uh, as it were. We did get a chance on Monday, which is why we're doing the show on Thursday. We had this opportunity on Monday to go out and take a look at Gunslinger Nation. We had Coach on two weeks ago, and he told us what to expect. He did. Was it? Was it what you expected, either of you? To me, it was above and beyond. Um, I know when someone describes something, um, you can kind of get of a picture. Of course, I've never been in any kind of locker room or anything like that. So I went in blind with high expectations. And what I saw and what I experienced went above my expectations. It looked very professional, very high end. I've never been in a shower that big. I, I felt like I was like very, very small. 
I was impressed by the different areas, um, how everything was so concise and um, personal. Um, I, I mean, it was very high end, very professional, top of the line, just some just some adjectives to describe it. It was. Now, I, we have to be fair and we have to be honest. Um, they are still in the middle of setting all that up. And so some of those areas progress. are still, yeah, are still a construction site. I mean, very much you walk through and uh, I don't know if you guys, anybody who's ever toured a construction site before and seen like the area where the guy laid his tools down for the day and walked away, planning on coming back tomorrow and, and picking up right where he was. There's some of that going on. Um, but with a little bit of vision and a little bit of understanding of where we're going with this thing, you can see some really uh, amazing things going on and some care taken uh, to take care of players and to give them an experience, like Coach said, an experience like they're not going to get anywhere else on this level. Um, and maybe even up a couple of levels, they won't get this kind of experience. Oh, yeah. No, they've got a plan in place. And it's like, look. I just went through a recent remodel and I've done through, I've, I've done this sort of thing before where you're taking something old and refreshing it and changing it to something completely different. And, you know, you have these ideas in your head and you see something and you look at it with that vision. And so you may see something more complete or you may see something a little bit different than someone who's just walking in and you're like, Oh, look at this and look at that. And, you know, if you envision it and it's a work in progress in some areas, but I mean, it's expansive. There's a, a definitely a lot of, of room in there. We saw, you know, lockers that were being put in, in the locker rooms. We saw the facilities yep. with uh, uh, the bathrooms with the extra large showers, you know, for Huge. these big dudes <laughs> that are going to be using the facilities. And, you know, we saw, um, the training room with the, the, the work tables and everything, the equipment that's getting put in. And then the adjacent room where that, where they have, you know, the industrial uh, washing machine that's going to be put in there for uh, the uniforms. And then the drainage that's already been put in and plumbing in place for those ice baths. that they're going to go in there. I mean, as it was being described to us and we were seeing the layout and the floor plan and walking through all there, even though, it's not, you know, 100% complete. You could definitely visualize and see that. And mm -hmm. just talking about it, you were just like, oh, my gosh. Like, they, they, this is going to be something really special for these guys and these players. They're really going to take care of uh, uh, their, their players in this organization, like top notch for sure. So there's three areas. I want to kind of take people on a virtual tour here. Since they didn't get to go see it, we can. Mm -hmm. Um, kind of give a description, and there are three areas. There is the front building, which is kind of the executive building. It's got your offices. It's got your uh, merchandise, school. your pro shop, yeah, your merchandise, your pro shop. All that kind of stuff is going to be there. A conference room, uh, and then you've got the second building or the back building. Although I hate the idea of of calling it the back building, but uh, that second building, which is kind of player centric, you walk in and the first thing you you get to is a lounge for the players. Again, this is all very uh, in the works and in construction, but uh, flat screen TVs planning to go up where they can have video games up, gaming tables, a place for them to sit and relax and just be 
in the space and kind of kind of hang out. As you get deeper into that, there's the locker rooms, and you mentioned it already, Leo. But I was really impressed with the idea of we're going to build these showers, but we're not going to build them the cheap way. And if you're no. a guy, or if you're any person, you don't have to be just a guy. If you're a person over five five, and you've ever been in a cheap shower, you know it because they cut money on the pipe. I know this sounds like such a small amount of money, but they cut money on the pipe, and it comes out about five feet up in your shower. And if you're a if you're a guy with any height on you, I'm not a tall guy, but I hate the shower that's hitting me right in the jets. And then I gotta, mm -hmm. you know, when I go to wash my hair, yes. I wash my hair. <laughs> that's and a funny joke. That's funny. That's a different show. Um, <laughs> you have to lean down into it. Uh, just a pain. They didn't do that here. They've actually built them, um, what would you say, Leo, seven, eight feet? Uh, yeah, at least it looked like seven, head. seven and a half feet at, at least. And they're not just tall, but wide. I mean, right. I'm a big dude. You know, when we when we put in our bathroom, I I had it uh four feet by five feet, and people told me I was nuts by having a, a shower that you know right. wide. But I was like, hey man, I'm a big dude, and I feel it when I get into these little stalls that are just three by three or whatever, three and a half by three, and I, I feel cramped in there. I want a little room to move, you know, move my my arms around my elbows. And I saw that, and that like that dwarfed my shower. I'm just like, whoa, yeah, that's that's a big man shower right there. Yeah, very, very cool. nice. They'll have a and multiple workout. Mm -hmm. Yeah, have more a workout than one. space. Um, they're going to have um, locker rooms. You talked a little bit about them putting together lockers, open face lockers, um, but still storage under the seat. Uh, each locker has a seat built into it, and then a little uh, area that you could store your, you know, your phone, your wallet, that kind of stuff, and lock that up. Um, 25 of those lockers going in. They got one built in there right now, but you can see you walk around the facility and here's a stack of 10 of those lockers here, just mm -hmm. not put together yet. You walk over mm -hmm. here and here's a pallet of, of another 20, you know, they, they're, uh, all around the facility. Outdoor, indoor, outdoor kind of workout room, weight room. Um, that they've got set up, and then you already mentioned the industrial washer and dryer so that they can do laundry on site. Um, don't have to send that off, worry about that. Guys, there's so many things that you and I, as fans, don't think about when you have a professional football team. Mm -hmm. But doing the laundry for the football team has been an issue. Uh, mm -hmm. was certainly an issue in year one. I can remember... Uh, going to a game, I, I hope I remember the story right. Leo, correct me if I'm wrong, but when we went to Mississippi, they were actually supposed to wear different uniforms but could yep. not get the right stuff laundered in time. So they yep. ended up wearing like the blue pants and the white shirt, which was never meant to be a uniform combination that they had set out, but they had to do it that way because of laundry issues. Um, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So that's been an issue um, in the past for this team. And now they're going to have the opportunity on site to take care of laundry issues. And then the third area is going to be the outdoor practice uh, portion. 
They're laying down the turf that we've had for the last two years. That Quad City steam, steamroller turf um, is going down out there. They're going to put a goalpost in one end, uh, the end that is not right up against fourth end, um, kicking out toward the kind of neighborhood area. Um, and that's going to be an outdoor practice facility. Uh, they're going to invite folks out for practices. They're mm -hmm. going to invite fans to come to the mm -hmm. facility and see everything yep. as they get moved in there. Bring your chairs. To, yep. You'll be able to bring your long chairs, bring your coolers, and yep. sit out and, and watch a practice. That'll be very cool. Uh, and what really, I liked really about cool. it is that it was right off the access road and easy. Because I know the other practice that they had in the park, you had, kind of had a park, and then you had to walk all the way around. And then some people had to pay, some people have to pay. None of that. You pull up, you park, and boom, you're there. Easy breezing. Yeah, we even talked to you may be able to just watch from the car and not even yeah. have to get out of the car because the parking is right there adjacent to where True. that field is going in. So that may be a possibility. The Missions Highlighter says he's watching both Dallas Stars and Smoking Guns podcast. Don't tell me what happens in the Stars game. I'm recording it, <laughs> and I will catch up on that later uh james palmer chiming in this is exciting it really is it really? is an it is a facility unlike anything on this level um most folks do things all the teams all the all the good teams uh do things the way we've been doing them where they have their own uh contract with some indoor or outdoor practice facility we use sporty for a while we used uh you know a couple of those place, places um to practice they're not going to have to do that anymore is this costly sure are oh, they yeah. putting money into this absolutely but they're also going to save money on the back end because they're not sure. going to have to worry about paying for um, all of that kind of stuff uh, definitely an investment michael wade davis what's up uh football family michael it's great to see you uh i was just watching an old episode earlier today on the Fuel Network and one of your comments popped up and I was like, hey, I feel like I haven't talked to him in a while. Mo Ferrante, this is something I kind of wanted to touch base with you two on and our fans on, uh, our listeners. Gunslingers have come a long, long way regarding facilities. Mm -hmm. yep. And Who's no doubt. It? No doubt. And I don't expect it to really stop here. It's just think of where we were when all of this started. And so many of us were fans or connected early on and have watched this thing progress all the way through. Um, you know, we've talked a little bit about the Rose Palace. We've talked about that recently. Um, the Freeman Coliseum, brand new turf. I don't know that that's been uh, talked about on the show. Have we talked about that on the show before? I think we've mentioned it, yeah. Brand new turf. Um, mm -hmm. a a top flight office and facility. So there have been gunslingers offices before. That's yep. true. We've been to all of them. Two, mm -hmm. I think. This will be our third or fourth. Third or fourth. It depends on you know what you call the office right now. Um, that first office that was over there. Uh. You know, in the uh, like North Central Baptist area. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, we did a few shows from there. That's where RC and I went and met with players the first time 
any players were signed and we met Caleb and uh, Arbon Lott and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, all of those guys there. Yeah, and then exciting. they moved over to uh, the Brook City area for a little Brooks while. City area, yeah. I think we did one show from there. We did. Um, we asked when we were at the facility. We were like, "Hey, where's the podcast studio? Where's where's our office?" <laughs> Seems like they Goodness. didn't have one ready for us. Not yet. Us. It's coming. <laughs> uh, I just see a little door us. up there on the second floor. Right. Yeah, where they keep the air conditioning equipment in. Yeah, right there. You don't, you don't need that. What do yeah. you need air conditioning equipment for? Let's strip that out, yeah. <laughs> uh, I tricked you guys and got there earlier than you, uh, and so I got to see the boss's office. I went up to James Steubing's office. He's got a Ooh. gigantic, beautiful office with a huge uh, screen for his computer. He's got like eight different windows open on his computer screen. Uh, following and keeping track of things. Uh, just a complete uh, interesting facility. I, I was very impressed. And I know it's going to look even better uh, once they get done with it. But I am just impressed with uh, the way that owner, the owners and the management of this team are taking care of this facility, are taking care of these guys in this team. Yeah, it's going to be a uh, a key point in recruiting moving forward. You know, each and every year, you know, there's there's always turnaround in these leagues, and you know, getting players uh, to want to to want to come play um, for an organization that not only has a, a, you know goals for championships each and every year, uh, but also takes care of their players and treats them as professionals. Um, that is huge. That is huge. And yet, as I see more and more people roll out the way too early power rankings for the IFL, mm -hmm. <laughs> they consistently put the gunslingers somewhere in the bottom half, just outside of the playoffs or way outside of the playoffs. Um, Let them hate. You know, honestly, think it. about it. Would, it. would you would you rather be towards the top of the power rankings coming in? As a, I mean, we're an expansion team, first year in the IFL. Coming in, bringing you know, take away the the influx of talent that's obviously there, and the hard decisions that are coming up at training camp. Take away the coaching changes there and the pedigree there. Uh, take away the ownership and everything, but but still, do you want to come into a league as an expansion team, your first year in there, and then be ranked near the top of the power rankings by all the? The, the naysayers or the, the the followers in the media that, that are part of that league or cover the league. I, I like coming in and being at the bottom and having to prove uh, your your grit and prove your worth in a league, and that's that's to be expected. If you come in and all of a sudden you're at the top, then I'm kind of worried about that league. Idea. I'm kind of worried about that also, but I'm also kind of worried about that league. What kind of league is that where you're coming in as a first year and they're already saying, oh, this team's going to come in and just dominate us? That's not going to happen. They're not going to admit to that. Now, come midseason, we'll see what they're saying about our San Antonio gunslingers. I think it's going to be quite different. Well, then you are in – you should be in hog heaven right now, Leo, if that's how you feel. Because <laughs> – the Blizzard Fancast, which is another podcast that deals with an IFL team up in Green Bay, the Green Bay Blizzard. Um, go give them a listen. I did this week. 
they had some preseason rankings. And I thought it was very interesting that they made a big deal about the fact that they have some inside information because they, like us, have a connection to their team and that gives you a certain amount of information that sometimes you can share, sometimes you can't. We've been down that road before. And they also asked their community, the folks that follow them and spend time with them, to like weigh in on uh, a survey. And they did that for about a week, and then they rolled out their their rankings. And they both had a seven or eight, which is middle of the pack. The community, the 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 people who are not in the know, those people that are just fans of their team, also had us at eight. So we were riding right there in the middle. Both uh, what I thought was interesting, and if they're listening, and I hope they are. Um, they did say that the San Antonio Gunslingers were returning 12 players this year from their roster last year. There is no way that's not we happening. are returning 12 players. No. No way. Um, I, I would be surprised. Leo, correct me if I'm wrong, but I would be surprised if... I would bet on the under at three. That sounds about right to me. I was going to say three or four at, at most. I was um, going to say five. But three seems like a good number. Five, I would even think, might be a little high. You think so? Um, just of what we've heard, the, the names mentioned and, you know, players that are coming not in. not mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. But right. we'll see. We'll see. Uh, well, RC, I was going to say, RC says five. Philip and I are kind of settled on three. We'll 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 put it in the middle and call it four. That's the consensus. All right, we'll go uh, for it. There you go. James Palmer says, "Doubt us this season. Let them be shocked when we're playing in the championship. Not unheard of uh, mm -hmm. for teams to walk into the IFL and play for the championship. Massachusetts Pirates did that. Another team, maybe Northern Arizona. Uh, another team did the same thing. Came in in their first season and immediately." Um, made some noise so not unheard of in the ifl um but i just thought that was interesting that they said oh they're returning 12 players and i'm like that's too no, much. no guys we're not returning 12 players uh we're we're returning maybe two or three or or four um but certainly not 12 as we go into the season on april 1st and we take on the San Diego Strike Force, who, by the way, is at the bottom of all of those rankings. Um, again, yeah. not that they we, mean anything. We're beating those, them by forty, right? That's that's that the current line from coach, coach said something like that: thirty, forty, something like. He started that. at thirty, and then he went up. So <laughs> there you go. So is this our fourth year covering the Gunslingers? It is. This will be our fourth season of Gunslinger football. Wow. Can you believe it? I can't. I really can't. It's we've come we have come a long way. We have. Uh we used to meet live. We used to have sponsors that we had to stop and take a break for and read our sponsor spots. And uh we do things a little differently now, and we're separated by my job keeps us uh, separated. We're not all able to gather together in a room, which I'll be honest with you, we're far enough past this now that I can say this. I kind of thought that might be the end. 
like when I got sent down here to the coast and I knew that we were going to have to do this podcast over uh, the internet, I was worried because we have uh, always done better live than we've ever done uh, online. But this particular setup that we have and the equipment that we use now works great. And uh, I kind of like what our show has become uh, here. Well, if we're being honest, I do miss Lily's cooking, though. <laughs> what are you yes. talking about? I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> I, I miss it. it. You may not, oh, but dude. I miss it. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it was definitely a new experience going online, taking the show online and doing this, you know, using more technology than sure. face-to-face and using the, the uh, you know, old analog equipment that we were using. I mean, it was digital, but analog, I mean, in the sense of, you know, uh, older style uh, right. equipment. It- and we still have that stuff, so we are still we capable do. of doing that. Um, but yeah, it's just it's a lot easier to just plug into the computer and then just go out onto the interwebs. We would not be able to be part of the uh, fuel network had we not had the capabilities it, that we have now. Yeah, it would be a lot different. It would it would have been uh, an extra hurdle to climb. Um, this was so easy. We just plugged in where it needed to go and sent it out there. And uh, that's great. Lily says she uh, she misses having us over. You don't miss me. I was just over there on Monday night. They, uh, Leo and, and Dolores let me stay in their guest room uh, while I was in San Antonio for the for the couple of days. So you don't miss me because I've already been there. Raul Nava. You guys are the glue of the team and the community. You guys are amazing. Keep it up. We never Thank set you, out Owl. to be the kind of historians of this project, but we turned into kind of the 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 historians of this project. We are the ones who have been here through it all, and we've had an ownership change, and we've had coaches change, and we've had players change, and we've had uh, the broadcast partners change, and everything around us has changed, and we uh, don't know we when just- they when. We just keep plugging. So. Yeah, we won't go away. <laughs> like a bad penny, we always turn up. Uh, and so That's a nice going. shirt you have there, Philip. You like that? So do, I do, uh, and it's long sleeves. The long very sleeve. first long sleeve jersey from the Gunslingers. Yes, we got treated to see those when we were at the uh, Gunslinger Nation. And you Philip did. is sporting uh, that. Very cool. Very cool. Sporting. You can't even see me. You just, thought my body was, you just thought I was a floating head. You're just a floating a really head. Nice blackout hat. Hey, go get your Gunslingers gear. Go to their store. You can still buy things like your uh, blackout hats. Blackout jerseys are still there. Some of that stuff is discounted. If you did not get the fan jersey you wanted for, let's say, Superhero Night, they might have one now, and it might even be discounted. You might be able to go out there and get a hold of what you wanted way back in the middle of the season and you just didn't grab it it might still be there go grab one star wars jerseys are gone i don't see those on there anymore but uh i got this one yeah i've got that one too that's one of my favorites Uh, i was very interested today rc to see them pop up a call for a an in stadium hype person but they very, very specifically 
said what they wanted. They didn't want just any hype person. No, they are making an. Uh, they are making a concerted effort to make sure they have a female hype person. And I immediately uh, thought of URC, not well, just ooh, I wonder if RC would do that, but that you would be so proud of this organization for saying, "Hey, let's find a way that we can plug in a lady and get them involved in." gunslingers football so much of this is male centric and we know that and we understand that and football is sports is that way but football specifically is that way that them taking an opportunity to find a an open slot and make sure that they fill it with um a female is something that i know makes you proud it's oh yes that for I know sure like. and and that's what a great thing about the gunslingers like i really was pushing the cheerleaders we got the cheerleaders, right? And they make great role models, you know, especially with how they dress and how they act. Um, I was super impressed that they're specifically looking for a female with lots of energy, knowledge of football, energetic. So, of course, I put, I sent in my resume, right? I'm going to be honest. Um, but I saw a lot of familiar faces like Carolina Teague. I've worked with her before. She's very knowledgeable in sports. I think she would be a great fit. I actually reached out to some of the females who actually made it interesting. So I'm, I told them I would mention their names. So let me put on my glasses here. So three of the people that may or may not have experience is um, Salazar Lupe. Her husband actually put her name there, but her real name is Guadalupe Ortiz. And she's a kindergarten teacher, a pre-K teacher. So she was excited about that. Another one is Jennifer um, Lamahoney. She said she was interested. And Mary Ann Lebowski. So there's three women that we haven't heard of and we may hear from them again. And I was even thinking, because I don't know actually when they're going to do this, but maybe we could do like a little trivia game and have some of them who are trying to see how well they know sports. You never know where this can lead. I'm telling you. But all <laughs> sure. these possibilities, I'm proud of anyone who applies that takes a lot of guts. Um, we know that women aren't equally represented in sports and just having this opportunity. So I'm encouraging I'm liking everyone who makes a comment. I tell them, go apply, try out, go for it. Because, hey, you know, what do you have to lose? Yeah, I just found it really interesting that they opened up that slot and they didn't say, we're looking for anybody. Um, they said specifically, we want to we want to find a female and plug them into the slot. Yeah. And, you know, um, I realize there's some folks out there that go, well, that's not fair. It should be open to anybody. There's so many opportunities around sports in general and around football particularly uh, for guys to get in and get involved from playing to coaching um, to doing things like, uh, you know, marketing. And so when they open up those positions and earmark that for, hey, we're going to plug uh, one of our ladies in here, I think that's great. I've got three daughters and I don't want anybody um, to ever limit their opportunities because, hey, if they fell in love with football, they didn't. For some reason, three girls that I raised did not fall in love with football. I don't know what I did wrong there. But um, if they had fallen in love with football and wanted to be involved, I would love the fact that there are teams out there like the Gunslingers making sure that there are opportunities available for them. Right. And then I'll plug in Francesca. I said, hey, Francesca, you know, you should try it. She's like, you know what, Mom? I love being an intern. I, I like I like what I'm doing there. <laughs> There she is. I was just talking about her. Hi, honey. And so, you know, thank you to the gunslingers because really 
they give gave her an opportunity and she loves it. She loves yep. being doing that interaction, being on the field. So there's a job and for while, everybody. And while I don't know Francesca super well, I do know that she is so soft-spoken that putting her uh, in front of a few thousand people with a microphone in her hand is probably not speak is probably not something that would make her comfortable. Uh, she doesn't seem to be the kind of person that wants to be in the limelight. She loves to work on things behind the scenes. Behind and make the them scenes, go. yes. Um, she's you not so That's much like Francesca. her. She's not so much like her mom, who has no problem jumping in the spotlight <laughs> and uh, and doing a dance. RC, we're well, talking about RC. <laughs> RC, yeah. Uh, so we are headed fast towards the season. Yeah, um, we are just about two weeks out from training camp starting. And can't then, wait for that. Man, uh, things are going to kick off. Uh, literally, we're going to have kickoff on April 1st. Are you bummed at all that our first IFL game is not here at home? That we have to like sit around and watch it? Of course I am. And it's on my birthday too. So it's like, it I is. would love to be you know, at the, at the home, you know, in Freeman Coliseum watching a home game on my birthday for the, uh, the gunslingers, you know, getting them, getting the opportunity to see them, uh, wipe the, the field with, with San Diego. Right. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. That's how the schedule worked out. We'll have to wait a little bit before we get to see them at home, but, uh, hopefully when they do make it home, they'll, they'll come with, uh, on some marks in the win column. I think it's not till their third game, if I'm not mistaken. They're away for two games to start the season. No, there's it one and one, just game, one. And then they immediately come back home, and four days later, they play Northern That's Arizona, right. which is no, a back, almost back to back. Uh, here That's in right. uh, San Antonio or there at the Freeman Coliseum. So um, they made lots of connections. Um, I don't want to share numbers because I don't want to embarrass, uh, you know. I don't want to say things wrong, embarrass myself, embarrass somebody else. But I did the math when James told me what we were looking at at season ticket sales last year over this year. Mm -hmm. And it is something like a 450% increase. That sounds about right. Season ticket sales. That's awesome. That's amazing. That is. Uh, so we're going to see folks out there and we're going to have uh, some Gunslinger fans in the building. And that's exciting. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what though, I you know, I will definitely be I'm I'm waiting anxiously to hear where the watch party is going to be and I will definitely be there on my birthday and I don't mind people buying me drinks on my birthday at watch parties. That's, <laughs> that's perfectly okay by me. So There's no rule against that. You can totally no. do that. <laughs> um, I'm I'm letting everyone know that right now there is no rule that says you can't buy Leo drinks on his birthday at the watch party. Got it. Check. <laughs> that's it. That's on April first. Keep your eyes open for whatever watch party uh, that the gunslingers are going to float out there. We should have that information sooner rather than later. I think. Yep. Um, and then speaking of, like, trying, I'm sorry. Yeah, trying to get yeah. together. I want to probably next week have a meeting um, with anyone who wants to come and participate with with the gunsling hers. Um, you can be male or female. We're not discriminating. And really, we're just trying to get together, um, um, trying to increase the fan interaction, what we can do as fans. 
um, maybe do some community work in there, but we're definitely going to have something next weekend. Again, just um, when I say meet and greet, it doesn't mean meet and greet the, the players. It means meet and greet each other. So when the first time when we do go to the watch party, we're not strangers. We already feel like family. And anyone can attest to that, that once you kind of get involved with the football family, especially the gunslingers, you really do feel like a family, like you will miss them. And so I want to bring that back and I want to have more people involved um, and everyone does something and we can do great things. We really can. And we really want to support the team. We want to support the players, the community and football in San Antonio. Absolutely. Uh, Jay Washington says April 6th is that home opener. He'll be making the trip down pending getting a ticket. Don't want to get a ticket through Ticketmaster. I fully understand not wanting to give Ticketmaster any of your money, but I guarantee you, if you want to get a ticket uh, without paying Ticketmaster rates, I bet if you reach out to the San Antonio Gunslingers on Facebook, mm. you can find a way to get that done. Contact mm -hmm. the don't, team directly. Don't give Ticketmaster any more money than you have to ever in your life. Um, <laughs> I do not like that organization. I do not like that company. And if you can avoid them, avoid them. Um, I'm entirely sure for that. James Palmer says, Leo, both games uh, for both of your birthdays are away, the first and the 26th. To be fair, James, the first, they're in San Diego. The 26th, they're in Frisco. That's an away Look. game. But you can go to that. Like, you could go and be there at the Frisco Fighters game. Uh, oh, and you know that because you just said Frisco Fighters game on the 26th has discounted yep. tickets as well. So, yeah, yeah, he sent us a Good message about Thanks that. For the info. And we got to get that put together and maybe get a little little road trip. How uh, far is Frisco going. from San Antonio? Mm, if I had to guess, I would say six hours. Okay. I that's think that would be a bus right away. That's the same weekend that the uh, Brahmas are are up there playing Arlington. So it's and it's. Yes. On two consecutive days, so you'd see the Brahmas, I believe, on. Uh, All right. Is it? Yeah. Go ahead. You're right. It's the same weekend. I'm sorry. They're they're trying to correct me here. Michael Wayne Davis says, "Oh, it's actually five hours." Jay Washington says, "Oh, it's four and a half hours." Look, I'm a father of three girls. I can mm -hmm. make the trip in four hours. Four and a half, probably. <laughs> um, but I recognize and have been told that you need to factor in stops and traffic when you do this kind of stuff. And, so and buggies. Six hours. Look, okay, you ready? I'm going to get on a soapbox. You ready? I'm getting on a soapbox. Uh -oh. I'm, oh, here we go. Done. Cancel Bucky's. I'm done with Bucky's. I can't stand the place anymore. I used to love it. It's a Texas institution, and I understand that. I get that everybody needs to stop and take their picture with the beaver and get their Bucky shirts. And I understand all of that, but I can't walk into a Bucky's, get a tank of gas and go to the bathroom in less than 25 minutes. It's crazy it, how ridiculously packed every Bucky's I walk into is. And I'm done. I'm just, it tired is a of black it. hole. It is a black hole that you get sucked into. Um, and yeah, you walk out spending a lot more money than you anticipated every time you that go in true. there because of all the, the snacks and goodies and everything they have. Uh, it's definitely an experience. I mean, but yeah, I understand. I understand it growing old on, on some people for sure. 
But on my way back home know on Tuesday. I was going to say, I want to know what's everyone's favorite snack that they have to buy at Bucky's. So if you're listening, go ahead and put in what's your favorite snack that you get at Bucky's. Mine yeah, is a cranberry orange like walnut muffin. Multiple flavors of beef jerky. You can get beef mm-hmm. jerky flavors that you can't find anywhere else. That's awesome. That's great. I do. I like so much about Bucky's, but I can't stand how many people are in. As I was coming down back home on Tuesday after I spent a couple of days there in San Antonio, I stopped in Luling at Bucky's. I just had to. That's where I needed gas. It was time uh, for a bathroom stop as well. I went in. I got a tank of gas. I went to the bathroom and I grabbed a drink and it took me 40 minutes to do it. It added an yep. extra half hour onto my already three hour trip just to yep. stop at that gas station. You can Ridiculous. get sucked in there for sure. But I have to agree with uh, Jay Washington, the beaver nuggets. Beaver, beaver nuggets, nuggets are, are pretty darn good. James Palmer agrees with me. He says he passes right by, doesn't even stop there anymore. I get it, man. Shock. I'm just kind of done with it. I'm just kind of over it. Um, it. It's just one of those things. Uh, but go to Bucky's at the Texas Institution. Spend your money there. Get the beaver nuggets. Right. So basically, so it's, a long, it's it's a minute to get to Frisco. It, yeah, it takes some time to get to Frisco. Takes some time. Sure does. Sure does. Yeah, uh, and then thirty-five. So you well, know, we, that we is all our love thirty-five. Sorry, I stepped on you there. No, go ahead. Uh, so that's our gunslingers coverage. Um, we've got more we'll be talking about soon um, as we get into training camp. But we're really excited. And you can see it on behind me right here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are now part of the Fuel Sports Network. If you have a Roku TV or you use uh, Amazon, uh, what is it, Fire Stick? Or what mm-hmm. do you use, Leo? You just use Amazon TV in your work. I have Amazon TV built in the, to a couple of my TVs, so no need for the, the Amazon Fire Stick. You can download the app on those televisions if they already have that enabled. The smart TV. Download the Fuel Sports Network app. That's F-U-E-L, all capital, Sports Network. Um, you saw the logo on our uh teaser graphic that we put out earlier today it's a little black and white football graphic and the person that is spearheading that one of a couple of people that is putting all that together is a guy that i'm unfortunately going to bring on the show right now it's dirty co-founder of fuel you can see it right there on his uh name always shaking his head always shaking his head the negativity this man brings with him every time it's already there. You weren't, <laughs> Don't let them you talk weren't bad busy about enough. Security. You decided to build a. Well, uh, when can I talk? I'm just waiting for the loud mouth over there in that corner to be quiet. So I was just waiting. I was just waiting to see when I could talk. What's up, RC? Look at you, RC. I got you guys on my, my projector in my studio. Nice. On my 58-inch TV right here. I, I see that. So, yeah, you guys are on the Fuel Sports Network. You're part of the Fuel family. Oh, wait, look right here. There's the logo. There's the logo. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. There's the Fuel logo. Look, I got my Brahma's flag right next to me. Very nice. 
I like how Trailer I like there. it. Brahmas versus DC. I'm hoping the Brahmas win, but DC was a tough team last year. So yeah, that was yeah. last year. Throw everything out. Nobody That's right. Throw it all thing. out. Throw it all it's out. All the new. All right. Of it's yeah. New. Every bit of it's new. We don't know. That's anything. right. So. Where do we want to start? Oh, look, Jay Washington already starting. No, not dirty. Well, we are building an empire. We are building an you empire are. here. So what makes you decide to spend extra time and effort uh, on building a sports network? You weren't busy enough? You didn't have enough to do already? You decided, <laughs> hey, uh, I'm going to gather some shows that I appreciate, some folks that I like, and we're going to go into building a whole sports network with an app uh on both uh roku and amazon fire stick what what makes you decide to spend your money that way or spend well, your time i mean that way? and your where money. do where do i start uh you know me and arlington have been covering the now ufl xfl st louis battle hawks since 2018 with the uh, xfl stl talk show we built it in and you know we were covering it we were the first to do it, we were the first to do the grassroots movement here in St. Louis, you know, with all of it going on. And as the progression went, you know, our fan page started, the the page started growing more, right? Then COVID hit. So we switched, changed gears, and then we decided COVID, you know, UFL, XFL is coming back. And there was other teams in other cities, like you guys in San Antonio. So... I connected with you guys, some other shows down there in San Antonio and, and showed you guys how to build that fan base. You know, I didn't show you. I just said, here's how we did it in St. Louis. You guys wanted to do the grassroots movement in San Antonio. Here's how you do it. This is how we did it in St. Louis. And you guys, you know, all of you guys took it and did it. And as the progression kept going, we kept seeing all of these other shows popping up and all of these other networks and, me and Arlington have been talking about this for five years and we're like, where's our progression? You know, when we're reaching what we reach on our Facebook page and the daily views, like, do we need a website? And I remember me and Arlington were on the way to uh, the studio before COVID and he was playing this game called TV Tycoon. Do you guys ever hear that? No, it's, it's, uh, it's a mobile game and you build your own TV network, right? Really? Yeah, and I Arlington's like, man, I would love to own my own TV network. I'm like, dude, we should start looking at building a TV network ourselves. He's like, oh, we'll never be able to do it. So, of course, he challenged me. And like everything in my life, I've always been said I couldn't do something. People challenged me, and I found a way to do it. So I started researching it. I was sending him stuff. He's like, you're nuts. This ain't going to work. No, that one don't look right. And then I slowly just, like, like the hyena right here, you know, says, uh, dirty is like a little bug that irritates you. And I just kept chipping away at him, chipping and chipping. If you guys know Arlington, he's a very beautiful, beautiful black man. And I love him. That's my brother. And I just kept chipping and chipping and chipping. And I finally got to agree to it. And then, so for the past, oh my God, six months, we've been working on this app and working on this TV, this TV network. And now it launched and here we are. It's that simple. Good job. So tell Good us job. what you doesn't sound simple. Right, it's not. <laughs> tell us what fuel stands for because everybody sees that it's an acronym mm -hmm. F U E L. Tell us what it mm -hmm. stands for and why that's important. Why that was what you decided to throw on the front of 
uh, your venture. Well, hold on. It's not my venture. It's all of our venture. This is a family. This is a network. This is everybody's venture. So it's just not mine. It was just the crazy dream in my head that me and Arlington had that we put out. But this is everybody's. I mean, there's too many people to think. But the way Fuel came about is we did the uh, charity event here in St. Louis over my birthday for Autism Speaks, where we raised $6,700, right? Mm -hmm. And everybody knows them. Ball Hawk won. We all know who Ball Hawk won is. We yep. decided let's do let's get a fans, all the super fans together. And we're gonna call it right there. The Fans United Experience Legion. Because that's what we are. We're a legion of fans. True. It's an experience when you go to these tailgates, and it's an experience when you go to these games. And it's about uniting all of these fan bases together to help support the sport that they love. Doesn't matter if it's football. Indoor football, arena football, soccer, whatever. It's about the fans uniting to share their experiences as a legion. Because what do they say? You know, we may be, we move, if we're a legion, we move as one and whatever. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to get philosophical and I completely messed it up. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, <laughs> Ball Hog One kind of helped us come up with the name Fuel. And that's, that's kind of how we did it. And that's how we kind of branded it so far. I and love it seems it. to be working. Yeah, it's very cool. And and then as you you talk about, you know, fans united um and then the experience, I like how you have been inclusive with this thing to start it off as far as, you know, you want to have good content, you want to have entertaining uh content out there obviously. Uh you want you want people to be able to watch your content and enjoy themselves and and be interested enough to come back. Um but you're not you know, where some other places would be like, for example, our podcast or video cast uh, that we Look, do you gotta, online you forget here. Forget the name podcast. Quit calling yourself a podcast. You're not a podcast anymore. You're a V. You're a V pod. You're a, a video cast. You're oh, a live. You're on a live television network right now as we speak. There you go. There you go. We've graduated. Podcast. We're gonna. We we're graduated. gonna destroy that. Do what was that, RC? I said yes. We graduated. Right. We're going to destroy the word podcast. We're no longer podcast. We're an actual TV network is what we are. And we okay. are a network of collective shows. Like one reason why I thought of you guys, you guys cover the indoor. What, what is the gunslingers playing now? Because you turned me and the idea into fans of the gunslingers. The IFL. And that's where I was going where, you know, you want that content yes. on there. Yeah. Right. So when we thought about it, we were, we're looking and we're thinking and we're like, we want to do the indoor football. We want to do the IFL. First show that came up, the longest running IFL show. Possibly the most popular team outside of San Antonio, the Gunslingers. We're like, we got to get smoking guns. That's what they are. Yeah, I mean, is it a plus that you guys talk about the Brahmas? Sure, it's a plus you guys talk about the Brahmas. But it's the Gunslinger content. It's That's what it is, is... You know, we're bringing different content all from all of these different types of sports. You know, like we have the Derek King show where he's talking about sports in general, baseball, basketball, hockey, all of that. You have the bottom line show with Daddy Ed, Brett and Eric, and they're talking about UFL, NFL, college football, 
and stuff and stuff like that. And then of course, you know, you got B Hawk Live. Well, we're talking about just the Battle Hawks. And then mm-hmm. of course you got me and my sidekick Arlington talking the entire UFL. Who's whose sidekick? Hold on. I think Arlington would be interested <laughs> he, in this part of the conversation. He you might know, phrase that your differently. <laughs> Hold on. Let, let, okay. Let, let's back that train up. Let's rewind that tape. <laughs> Arlington is not my sidekick. Arlington is my equal. Right. Without right. Arlington, the fuel concept would have never been born of us getting a, getting a TV network, right? It would have never been born. Arlington is my equal. Arlington stands. When when you talk of fuel, there's two people that are at the top, and that's me and Arlington. The buck stops with us. Now we have the other people like Daddy Ed, who is the CFO, and you have the hyena, who is the uh, who's the director of media and public relations, and then we have our chapter presidents, and we're still adding those. You know, we have Marco and Arlington, and then we have uh, we have the predator couple in Houston. We have Brett, who's on the bottom lines, the president of our Birmingham chapter, you know. So there's there's people and everybody, we all work together. And we gotta figure out for San Antonio, because I don't know if that I don't know if that job got vacated or not, but I think it might have after, you know, but whatever. Life goes on. I don't care. Business is so, business, personal's personal. So one of the things that I think interesting about this is that you are uh willing to gather in uh multiple sports multiple we have found and we're not going to call any names we don't need to make a big deal about this but we have found recently that some people want to try to set up their own little fiefdom and their own little kingdom and keep everybody else out and be in charge be on top you're not doing that you're 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 actually you're goading me phil you're goading me (laughs) i said we're not going to say names we're not going to do any of that you're goading me phil what I'm saying is you are bringing in all of those. So this may not be the only IFL podcast. If another one approaches you or you approach another one, you hear one you like, you may invite them. We may not be the only Brahmas outlet. Um, it's not. This isn't an opportunity to set up fences and gates and draw lines and boundaries and say, uh, you know, this is ours and stay away and we have this. Um, this is really something where you're trying to unite all of these little fiefdoms that some people are creating um, and say, hey, we are better when we do this all together. We we can do more when we do it together. Yeah, Phil, it's funny you say that because if if I get another podcast or a video, video cast from San Antonio that says, hey, we talk about the gunslingers, I'll say, well, go fly a kite. Because I already have that gunslinger one. I don't know. It depends. If they're as entertaining as you three and they look as good as RC, then maybe I might add them and Phil will kick you out and add them in your place. But no, (laughs) you're you're right. It is about bringing this together. Now, if this would have been 2020, hey, listen, Dirty was a different type of guy. I was out to destroy everybody, right? I was about to destroy everybody. But when the new league came out back in 2023, this was about now uniting stuff. I mean, we caused a, I caused a lot of division in the St. Louis fan base with the Vipers standing up to pee and the Cronky sucks and, you know, the Cacall and all that stuff. And it caused, and it's now it's about uniting because, you know, Battlehawk fans think, ooh, we're the end all be all of the XFL. Well, guess what? That league folded. Now they merged because you can't just have one team, you just can't have one group of people 
that gives you all your news. Now, listen, there's other, a lot of other guys out there. They all do really good jobs. I'm not going to say that. Not gonna, I'm not going to say they don't. But it's everybody has their own niche, and everybody has their own content, and everybody has their own appeal to an audience. Mm-hmm. I definitely know I'm not for everybody. But, hey, you know, it doesn't matter. That just makes dirty Truth. keep pushing. <laughs> so, yeah, it is about building these communities and bringing these fan bases together. Because, look, you know, you guys sit here and you talk about the gunslingers, right? You guys may have the largest attendance. But if these other teams in the IFL aren't drawing, is that going to help the league keep going? Right. No. So you got to support all yeah. of the other IFL teams, regardless if you like them or not. You still got to support them if you want your league to go. It's the same with this. It's the same with anything. These startup leagues. It's you got to support all of the teams. And that's really what fuel is. It's the fans. We are the fuel behind these teams. And without us, the teams fold. It's that simple. Yep. So if that you is, have is, Roku. Is there room for like an all-female uh, virtual show. <laughs> RC, that it, it that is being worked on. We are working on that. Uh, you know, you see that uh, my director of public relations is telling me to shut up, right? Uh, that's her, her job is to to get that going. But you know, she's kind of been slacking as of late. You know, it, it's she's just that simple. Mom. She's a busy woman. Dirty. If it's her <laughs> job. If it's her job to get you to shut up, man, she's got her work cut out for her. whatever it is. She's underpaid. Yeah. Whatever That's you're right. paying her, it's not Give her enough. a raise. Give uh, her a right, raise. Yeah. So you know, if it, you have, if you have Roku, if you have Amazon Fire Stick, download the channel, download the app, uh, connect with some of these shows, watch a show that you're not, you don't even, you know, if you don't know who Derek King is, take a minute and watch his show. Mm-hmm. Uh, spend some time with his show. Just yeah. turn on the live. There's a live button right at the top where you can watch. Uh, if there's a live show going on like we are right now, that yep. shows up there. If there's not, there's other content run that runs underneath um, all of that. Take a few minutes. Get connected with a show that you don't know or guys that you don't know so that we can continue to build a, a community of uh, sports enthusiasts, fans. sports fans. Um well, like here, Phil, you talk about it. So we have it set up in categories. You know, of course, we have on the very top, you have the live, right? Then you have mm-hmm. the promos of the shows. And then we right. have what's called Fuel Presents, where Fuel Presents is going to be special shows. Like, we're going to be adding a wrestling show. I'm a huge wrestling fanatic, right? Love wrestling. I've watched it since my days. Daddy Ed's probably going, Jesus, how are we going to spend the money for this? I don't know. I'll figure it out, Daddy Ed. Don't worry. You know, and Fuel is powered by Gateway City Sports. And so we have Gateway City Sports shows on there. We have your guys' on there. We have the Gridiron Podcast, Hog Live, Bottom Line, and, of course, the X-Fan Show with much, much more to come. I mean, this is a work in progress. I'm not going to say it's going to be perfect right away, but it's going to get there, and it's going to be that premier place where everybody is going to go. What does this say? What is what does James say there? Oh, he's asking, will the show be completely moved over to that network? Or will you still be on Facebook? We'll still be on Facebook. Yep. We'll still be on YouTube. This will just be another outlet, more eyeballs um, on our show, more people that can find out about the Brahmas, the Gunslingers, San Antonio Professional Football, uh, and more people that can hear my wonderful voice. 
in Yay. my opinion, because we all know that everybody wants more of that. See, like here, the hyena put, she goes, I never saw the show you guys interviewed the new gunslingers coach. She watched it, loved it. It's up there. It's on there. I Thank put you. your, your guys' interview that you did with Heinz Ward is on there. You know, so it's stuff like that. This show here, after it airs live, it will be downloaded and put into the replay file right. to where it will be replayed for the next week so you can watch this show. So, I mean, it's it's an ever-growing thing. And like I said, there might be a time where you guys decide to do a fuel special just strictly on the gunslingers. And then you put it on your page and say, hey, we got extra gunslinger content. Go to Fuel and watch it. Or you guys might not want to do it live. And it might just be like a special thing. It's going to be things like that. We're going to have little special things for people that are just geared towards the network. But yeah, we're not going to move everybody's I don't want to move everybody's shows away from their platforms. It's just another so, way to make us look more legitimate. So for years, I was a big sports talk radio guy. I would listen to almost nothing but sports talk radio. Uh -huh. And it got so, what's the word for it? Corporate? Uh -huh. um, the the breaks are really long. The, the interviews are really short. It just got mm -hmm. very corporate. And they were more worried about making money on sports talk, which, hey, that's their business. That's their job. I'm not, I'm not down. Uh, I'm not downplaying ESPN or the ticket or some of those places out there that, that do that. They have to make a, a living. Mm -hmm. And I get that. Um, this is an opportunity. If you're one of those kind of people that just loves to have something going on in the background, you're a sports fan and you love to connect with sports. Uh, and it really doesn't matter what the sports is. You're just, that's something that you like to connect with. This would be an mm -hmm. opportunity. This would be a place for you to do that. Are we going to be the next ESPN? Hell no. We don't want to be. No, but you know, hold on, Phil. See, you're cutting yourself. We're, we're cutting ourselves short, Phil. Well, you know what we are going to be, though? We are going to be the next Barstool. We are going to be the next Bleacher Report, right? Okay. There you go. Right. So, like, here. Let's say you can't get the Roku and the Fire Stick app on your TV, right? Yeah, But you can go question. here. Yeah. You can go right here to Gateway City Sports. Dot com and you see it right there fuel sports network live and oh look what show it is oops look at that it's oh wow what show is that this is a st louis based website with your guys's show so and again that plays live on gateway city sports so that's another outlet that you guys can that people can get our content on and it's it's played live 24 7 on there I I see the word podcasts there. Yeah, I, I know. I, I listen. I have to talk. I have to talk to our business partner over there. Uh, you know, D Derek's. He's still getting. He's still getting to that. You know, video casting thing. You know, like like you know, RC used to do the show talking moms, talking moms, right? Right, mom yeah, to mom, mom to mom, mom we to mom. With gunslinger players. See, like, wouldn't that be a great? You'll present mom talking moms. I'd yeah. love it. Yeah. It'd be a great, I mean, it'd be a great, a great special for the show. I mean, it's so just like little things like that. Our, our imagination, the only limits us to what fuel does is our imagination. And mine's very big. You know, I love SpongeBob imagination. So there's no telling what you'll see on here. 
Well, so thank you for thinking away from us, Dirty. Thank you. You're we're, welcome. We're excited to be a part of it. We have been approached uh, throughout the entire time we've done shows. We've been approached with these kind of ideas. Hey, we should create this thing. Would y'all be a part of it? And we've never said no, but none of them have ever actually happened either. Sure. Uh, so this is the first time that we've said <laughs> we'd be willing to be a part of that. And sure enough, right over my shoulder here, it happened. It's it's actually there. It exists. Uh, so yeah. Happened. See, that's the thing is I've always told that you will never be able to do this. You'd never be able to do it dirty. You know, you know, I mean, look, I know that me and Arlington call ourselves the OG of XFL. I mean, name another show that's been longer than the XFL STL talk show. Name another show that's been longer than the X fan show, B Hawk Live, talking about spring football or, or talking about the XFL. There isn't one. You can yeah. show me one, great. More power to you. Me and Arlington have always said we're often imitated, never Wait, duplicated. When did y'all start your show? Uh, show. G- December. Actually, I know the exact date, December 18th, uh, December 18th, 2018. Okay. You got it. Is when we started our first show. Our our first show was in November of 19. No, November of 18. We do have you beat. We did our very first show in November of 18. For what? The Command Post podcast. That's that's, that's, that's Charlie's League. We ain't talking about Charlie's League. We're talking about the XFL. (laughs) We ain't talking about Charlie's League. Hey, it was a thing, though. It was, it was a thing, it was. and we were there. It was, it was. All right, you got me. You got me. And you know what? That's the funny thing that you talk about the Commander show that you guys did. I'm good. That those shows will be on there. I, we, you will be able to see. No, they won't. Oh, did you take them down? No, not no, us. They don't. They don't exist anymore. They're not on yeah. YouTube. Nope. Uh, there, you may no. find a few of them on our Facebook page, but don't worry, uh, I'll find them. I'll find the, them. But no. The uh, server that had all of that uh, audio uh, fried, and we lost oh, our, our entire first show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dang. Yeah, that's that a bummer. But yeah, but I mean, it's you know, me and Arlington decided to do this, and we said we're going to be the first. I mean, listen, people may come out after us, and their stuff may mm-hmm. be better than ours. That's cool. Use the template that we showed you guys. That's cool. I don't care. We were here, we started it, and we're trying to bring the fan bases together. So, you know, you never know what's going to happen. We'll see, right? And I think that's key. I mean, not one team can sustain a whole league, but each fan from each team, we can. If we work together, there's strength in numbers, and that's what we have to remember. doesn't matter where we get the numbers from. It's strength in numbers. I'm wearing a Memphis showboat. Zipper hoodie. There you go. Memphis showboat hat right here. I got the Brahma's flag right here. I got hats galore in my closet from just the the uh, XFL. I mean, yep. Support your league. Yep. Yeah. Support it's, your league. Buy something. Right. Buy buy something. Oh man, my studio is getting tore up now. Buy something from every team. I don't care if it's a keychain, if it's a lanyard or whatever. That little belt bit helps that team and helps the league grow. And it goes for the gunslingers. You guys are talking about the store, right? I can yep. tell you this. I'm going to be going to the store and looking and see what's on there. Do that. You know, I do the I do the fitted hats, though. I do the fitted hats. Yeah. 
They got yeah. uh, it's a different look. The one, different look. The one Leo's wearing is a fitted hat, but I don't think it's in the store either. So it's the stretch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, so I, I'd rock Leo's hat. I got one I'd of rock those. Leo's cowboy hats. hats. So don't even get me started with cowboy hats. So fuel is great, but let's uh, let's change. Well, hold gears on. There's one thing I do like... want to say, Phil, because somebody just popped on. Rig Rocker just popped on, right? Sure. Your this show, is what you shows ahead. you. This is what shows you what the fuel community does. Um, but you were talking about bringing it together, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For sure. For sure. We're wanting. They were. You know, when the merger started happening, the it was going to be the gamblers, right? It was going to be the gamblers, the Houston gamblers. Right. Okay. But yet. The people in, in 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 Houston, like Rig, the Predator couple, they're like, we got to do something. I'm like, you know what? Let's start a petition. We started the petition. We needed to get to a certain amount of their signatures to get it. We did the fundraiser. This guy, Los Mysterio, was a big yeah for not changing things. Right. So we did the petition. We shared it everywhere. We did the fundraiser for the... Uh, uh, Hawks, the Houston area women's center raised money. We raised like $2,800 there on a Titans playoff game. The Titans playoff game. We did a fundraiser, still raised $2,800. But what did we do? The petition and the fans spoke. The gamblers got rebranded into the roughnecks. We got to keep the roughnecks name. And that's because we all united for one mm -hmm. cause to show this league. Hey, listen. We are here as one. We are a legion. We all support this team. And that's what happened. And that's how the Roughnecks got to keep their name. That's awesome. Oh, Texans, my bad. My bad. I did love CJ Stroud, though. He should have been MVP, those, in my uh, opinion. Those Houston fans don't like the Titans for good reason. But Adam that's true. is a terrible human being. Um, I know I'm going to be getting a phone call after I'm done from Rig yelling at me. Sure, sure. So let's talk a little bit about what brought us together in the first place. Let's talk a little bit about the UFL. What is there to talk about? We're not getting a lot of news. We're seeing some pictures from camp. Camp is going on. Um, we're hoping, Dirty and I had a conversation offline earlier today. We're hoping to get some more media access. One of the things that grouping together like this does is gives us a little more power yep. um, to connect with the league and with our teams. So we're hoping that we can leverage that into uh, a little more information coming our way. But I find it interesting, and maybe it's not a bad thing. Dirty, Leo, RC, maybe this isn't bad. Last year, as we were running into camp and time, there was a show on ESPN, and there was news everywhere, and there were leaks of news everywhere. And we're seeing kind of the opposite this year where – Information isn't leaking out there. There's not a lot of information for us to talk about and 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 bandy about on our show. Maybe that's a good thing. Maybe they're concentrating on the things that are important, and we're going to have good, solid football starting on March 31st. Is that possible? Is that is that what we're going to get, Dirty? Well, maybe. Maybe they are keeping things a little more closer to the chest, or are they? Are, are some of the speculations that have been thrown out there having some smoke to fire? Uh, I mean, let's really look at it this way. Yes, they are doing a lot better job on getting the information they want out out this time, right? Uh, I mean, 
Look, I can tell you this. Probably next week we're going to see the reveal of the Under Armour uniforms. Let's hope they're better than last year. Mm-hmm. Let's really hope they're better than last year because I saw a USFL jersey up close and personal, and it looked phenomenal. looked oh, way good. better than the XFL jerseys. Mm-hmm. The Memphis one did. Uh, so we're supposed to see that, you know, and, and we're seeing these town halls, and we're pushing these season t- or the, the single game tickets that went on sale yep. on April 20th or uh, February. 22nd the news is out there it's just you got to know where to go get it you know you got to yep. look for it and you know uh, where to find it yep. right i mean but i like the way they're doing it they're they're focusing more towards the marketing now if you noticed you turn on fox what are you seeing now you're seeing ufl commercials you see commercials mm-hmm. right you you can be watching a baseball game what are you seeing you're seeing a ufl commercial if you're, I've seen one on ESPN the other night when it was, I want to say it was, uh, whatever that their their hockey was, right? There was a UFL commercial right there on ESPN. You know, uh, yeah. Locally here at San Antonio, there's not a lot of buzz going on for the Brahmas, unfortunately, on the local networks. Of, same in St. Louis. But, but if you follow the teams on social media, you follow them on, on X or Twitter, you whatever you want to call it, or you mm-hmm. follow them on Instagram, you follow those accounts, um, then you're getting information. And there's also, you know, the uh, media outlets and the pe- people that have their, their media sites up that follow the league. And, and there's stuff trickling out there. But um, I, I agree with Philip. It could be a lot more to kind of get the hype going um, in some of these cities, because uh, there's still people that we run into on a daily basis that have absolutely no idea what the UFL is, what the Brahmas are, you know, uh, or any other. I'm sure. I'm sure San Antonio is not the only city like this. Of course um, not. I mean, look. So, well, and let's be honest. They were going to see a drop off in interest when they moved the season away from the NFL season. But when was they it? Yeah. In- but let's think about this. We kept talking this is spring football, right? Okay, we've had this argument. You want to have this yeah. argument again? Go for it. You, you can't start in the winter and be spring football. I understand Spring's that it's going to be 200,000 degrees in San Antonio in July, in June and in May, okay? But let's really look at this. I understand. Let's look at why they did it. Because after football, let's really, you look at this merger. That happened. You went from all of these players. Now we're getting the cream of the crop. You're even getting the guys that were cut on practice squads, buying spots on these teams. I'd said it before. I guarantee you that there it's going to be 90% of these games are going to be decided by one possession or less because of the talent pool that we have now in all of these teams. And I really don't think we're going to see a team below 500. I don't. I oh, don't you think, think it's so. going to be that much parity in the league, or everyone's going to have at least a record of 500 or greater? I, I really do. I really wow. do. Out of the eight teams, I will say, and I'm not going to say the teams because I don't know because you know we don't know right now. But if anything, we'll have maybe one team under 500, maybe be four and six. But other than that, everybody, I think will be right on par with each other. I'm not sure that math works with San Antonio going 10-0. and 0. I'm not sure that you can have all of the <laughs> other. Sure. 
I'm not sure that that's that. We're Listen, using dirty I'm, math here. By by week five, by week five, with your coach, you guys will be lucky. You'll be five hundred. No, no, we'll yeah. be five and zero. Oh. That's when things start falling apart for our coach. That's what I'm it's, saying. We yeah. lose the, the next of... five games because of Wade Phillips. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so I'm just saying. But no, I mean, listen, I'm, I'm telling you, I think strong, these games, though. right? I think these games are going to be way closer than what they were last year. You know, you were talking 76 percent in the USFL. We're by one point or one possession or less. The XFL was 82 percent by one possession or less. This year, with the cream of the crop that they have and all of the players they have, I, I have a feeling that we're going to see this where it's going to 90% of these games are going to be determined by one, one possession or less because of the merger and the talent pool we have. That's just my opinion. And my opinion is usually right. Well, so speaking, of that, <laughs> speaking of that talent pool and this parody that you're expecting, Dirty, I got a question for you. It was actually posed by someone who was with us earlier. I don't know if he still is. Um, and I read the question up in the comments uh, previously, but we weren't discussing uh, the UFL yet. And I don't know how to scroll back that far because I'm not as smart as I am good looking. So uh, the uh, question was, how does the UFL up oh, there? Someone, someone is much smarter than I am and was able to pull up the exact <laughs> question that I was going towards. Um, but yeah, it, it's I'm curious about UFL player allocation. If Kellen Mond, for example, comes to UFL, who decides where he goes? Well, I mean, if you go back the way that it says last year, whatever team you're on, they own they owned your rights, correct? Mm-hmm. So you you could that's one way to do it, right? Or it could be a free agent signing. I mean, there's a lot of still twists and turns with this new league. I mean, look, we all knew like AJ McCarron was coming back to the Battlehawks. A lot of people wanted him to go to Birmingham. I was one of them because I think it would have been great for Birmingham. I mean, I'm trying to remember who Keelan played for last year. Was it was it one of the defunct teams? Uh, Maybe. If I'm not mistaken. I can't remember. I, yeah, yeah, I can't I'm remember. not sure. And if it was one of the defunct teams, then that means any team can pick him up. But you're talking by this by this time next week, we're already going to have to cut players down. Right. So what does that do for you right now? Yeah. Right. What does that do for you? So, I mean, it's, it's just too hard to explain. I mean, who really, we, nobody, we still can't figure out the spring football player structure and the way players are designed for what team to go here and what team to go there. You know what I mean? No, we don't know. Cause nobody knows. I don't even think they know, but if he was on a defunct team, then he could go anywhere. If he was on another team, like the Birmingham or, Miss uh, Memphis or the Roughneck slash Gamblers or Michigan, he's going to go to one of those four teams. Or if he was, I don't remember him being on an XFL team, if I'm not mistaken. No, see, I remember him being with the Colts, but I didn't know where he went after that. According to what I'm finding right now, he was, uh, um, actually, he's with the Colts, was his last team in 2023. Before that, he was with Cleveland and Minnesota. Okay, so with a guy like that, that he can go anywhere. It's who wants to pick him up. It's do 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 you need that type of player? 
So, I mean, it, it just really depends. That's what it is. And, I mean, Mike knows. I don't know. Mike would be asking me. Mike, Mike knows way more than I do about this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I see it. It's just if he's not on a defunct team, he can go to any team that he wants to. Well, so the player makes the, the player makes that decision. Then he can request which team he wants to be allocated to. Or well, I mean, with. listen, AJ requested when he came back that he wanted to go to the Battle Hawks. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> you but know, they owned uh, rights, didn't he? They 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 own his rights technically because he well, played no, for technically them. because he signed with an NFL team and made the practice squad. That means that that he lost the rights. The Battle Hawks lost their rights. I see. Yeah, that makes him. sense. So. But he said, I want to go to the Battle Hawks. Uh, Jamar J- Chase, the Birmingham quarterback. He He's he's going back to the uh, the Stallions. So, I mean, but if you're an eight, a player that doesn't have anywhere and there is no salary, salary cap and there is no wire transaction, I would assume they can pick anywhere they want to go. That's what I would think because that's the way it's set up, it seems. So, uh, Jerry, I heard a rumor that um, Jerry Jones Smith might be going back to the Battle Hawks. Have you heard anything about that? Uh, it was just announced that he had re-signed on X today. Dave Bowler standing there with him, and so he's there. So I love it. I love it. Now, another guy I love Bowler that's going to be really, really good for us is Jadrian Taylor, right out of the great state of Texas. He's going to be on the Battle Hawks. That dude was a beast. <laughs> You know, I mean, I kind of, I mean, yeah. So, yeah, J.J. Smith is back with the Battlehawks, and I can't wait for that one. So that would be good. Good dude, friend of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we need to get him on the Battlehawks show. We need to get him on the Beehawk Live show. I thought you guys had him on the show at one point, didn't you? Did we? Didn't Amanda get to interview him? She tried to, but... uh, some political stuff came up and we couldn't get him on the show. Oh, well, that political stuff is over there too. Cause we had that political stuff. Yeah. Plug over oh, here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me just encourage anybody in the UFL that might happen across this show. Um, I know that you want ESPN and you've got ESPN because you're part of the, you know, they're, they're broadcasting your games. I know you want local sports talk radio stations talking about you. I know you want the big box people uh, uh, covering your sport. I get that. I understand that. I'm not telling you that's wrong. But don't shun the smaller outlets that are just as interested, if not more, in getting your information out there, meeting your players, telling their story, and being a part of all of this. Things like the Fuel Network. Smoking Guns Podcast, Beehawk Live, all of these. Um, if you're connected to the UFL and you're going, well, that's just a podcast. I have no interest in spending my time. We're not doing this to raise money to make money. We are fans. Uh, fans that are interested in your product, and we want more fans to get interested in your product. Why would you not partner with us? Um, well, it, it's, Phil, it's funny you say that because if you look at it like – Love him or hate him, Howard Stern, when he moved from terrestrial radio to satellite radio, changed the way that the interviewing style went. Went sure. to the long format, right? You get to actually, I mean, some of the best interviews, like I was, I hated Lady, Lady Gaga. 
But I heard her interview on Stern and listened to her play the piano and sing acoustic. I absolutely love her now. I think she's one of the most amazing artists in the world. I mean, you got the guys like Joe Rogan with the long format interviews. It ain't, oh, we got 20 minutes, so we got a diarrhea at the mouth of these guys. We actually, you can sit down with shows like this. You can sit down and actually get to know a player. Yep. Get to see what a player's about. Get to feel a player. You you get to feel that emotion of what the player wants to bring to the city that they do. Like your guys' interview with Heinz Ward and was a great interview because it was long form. You got to hear what coach's philosophy was wanting to be about. Your gunslinger interview that you guys did, long form. You got to hear what your coach, you know, after you guys lost Fred Shaw, you guys were freaking out. Oh my God, who are we going to have? And then you got that guy. Yep. Right. And I loved him. The dude, I mean, you know, we had Coach DeFlippo on bottom line, but it was a long form interview, and you got to hear him, and you're like, you know, Eric had said it. He goes, I'd play for that guy. I'm right. a Battlehawks fan, but now I'm going to root for the Memphis Showboats just because of Coach DeFlippo. And the thing is, on these big box radio stations, you know, Sports Talk Radio, they have a 12 minute segment. That's mm-hmm. it. That's all yep. the time they've got because they got a break on this side, they got a break on that side, and they've got to get certain things out of the way. We're not restricted that way. And look, I get it. If you're one of these guys in the UFL media department, you're like, ah, do I want to do? T- do I want to? You know, have ten podcasts sitting up in my press uh, uh, box, <laughs> or do I want one ESPN? Why not both? Why not all of the above? Why not hit all of those uh, those opportunities instead of yeah. locking yourself room. into just the big box? Uh, got I've enough room up there. Last year. Right. I've paid enough attention to all of this league, right? And I've watched all of these shows, okay? And I've listened to all of these interviews, right? When you're sitting there and you're listening to these interviews on ESPN and stuff like that, like they just had Coach Beck on just the other day, 12 minutes. It's the same questions we've already heard over and over and over again. You know, so like when we had Coach Beck on the bottom line show, instead of asking him UFL questions, we asked Coach Beck, hey, what's it like being Rocco Beck's dad, All-American freshman? What do you think of the college transfer portal? We got to see a totally different side of Coach Beck when they did the Coach DeFlippo interview. We get to see a different side of Coach Flip. When you guys did your interview with Heinz Ward, we got to see a different side of Heinz Ward. It wasn't just the typical yeah. X and O's as, Coach, what scheme are you going to use? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, Coach, what do you think of this player? It wasn't that. It was you got to see that side of the coach that made you Say, ooh, that's my guy. I want to do I, that's that's who I'm rooting for. Right. That's what makes get, you're not gonna get on uh and RC is great at this, but you're not gonna get an ESPN radio interview where they spend uh two or three minutes talking about their top two songs in their playlist, um, or what their favorite breakfast taco is. And look, that may mm-hmm. sound gimmicky and dumb. But you learn a lot more about a person finding out what their top two songs in their Spotify playlist is than you're ever going to find out with you, the sound bites that you already heard on mm-hmm. radio mm-hmm. and on, you know, all of that stuff. 
you want a you want a perfect example? Yeah, you want a perfect example of all of this of what we're talking about? Go back and watch our interview with uh, DJ Myers that we did a I, month ago. I was just absolutely getting ready to bring fantastic. That I was getting ready yeah. to bring that. You got shows who was part of Fuel Player Fifty Four, Michael Lathrop, who was part of Fuel. You know, go you you want to hear a different side of a player? Go listen to his show. You're gonna get a give. You're gonna get a personal feel for what that player is going to be for your team. That's the stuff you don't get with the traditional, the terrestrial radio. I mean, listen, COVID changed the world. Mm-hmm. COVID changed the world, right? You have shows like this, you know, where they're like, oh, well, you're just basement dwellers or in the closet, blah, blah, blah. Well, when you when you have an average reach. Not in my basement or my closet. I'm in my living room. Right. Okay? Yes. I'm in my little <laughs> corner studio. But when you have a, a monthly, a, a daily reach between 3,500 to a 10,000 people day reach on a Facebook page where you have a, a, a monthly reach of close to 200 to 300,000 in a month reach. When you have, I mean, when you have 14, 15 to 16,000 minutes viewed of your live content, you're doing something right as a group. And that's what fuel is. That's what we do. And it's, we're not going to be your, I mean, now, not every show is the same, but you're not going to get the same cookie cutter interview right. on every nope. different show. You're going to get something yeah. different from every show. And that's well, what makes Fuel so talked, good. Last time we talked dirty, we did not know what, Yule, what rules they were going to use. Now we do. They're keeping the USFL kickoff rule, which I understand. I don't like the way that... Uh, Johnson characterized it with the XFL not looking like football. I didn't I didn't like the way he he characterized that. But one thing I'm glad they're keeping dirty is the one, two, and uh-huh. three point extra point um system. I I agree. And uh we've we've talked to this in, in length and Daddy Ed and Amanda and Arlington and Eric and Brett, we've all argued this. And I said, listen. This is good for them to keep more UFL rules. Because mm-hmm. what is the ultimate goal? It's to get these guys to the NFL, right? Right. And people argue well, with me all the time. Right? Maybe or maybe not. That that yeah, may they, that might you might have seen a show, our show a couple couple weeks back where we talked about with Coach Manas that maybe that should not be the highest priority of this league for them to be successful. Look, I agree. I agree with you. I 100% agree with you. If you want this league to survive, you need to keep players. True. But what they're paying these guys, you're not really going to keep them. But what we're seeing, and it's like if you go, uh, we just did an interview with uh, Colts Holt, or Skip Holtz, Daddy Ed, and yeah. we're going to have that playing on Monday. You'll see that. Most of these guys are just doing this for the love of the game. True. They're getting their ne- their heads knocked around for no. fifty grand a year for that you know twenty week period. Now Hi, listen, Laura. if I'm that guy that wants to play football, I might take fifty grand for twenty weeks. It's a nice little payday, but I don't have that luxury. But when you're producing these players to get them to the next level, what rules would you want to use that correlate more with the end game? which is the NFL for a lot of these guys. Not saying it needs to be, but that's what a lot of these guys' mindset is, is that end game. 
of the NFL. I do what find rules would you want to use? That I do find it interesting that the NFL is actually considering moving to an XFL mm. kickoff. I did but too. But the UFL is not considering it at all. No. I, look, I agree. I'm like, wait a second. You don't want to use it in your new league, but now the big daddy of them all is wanting to maybe adopt it. I mean, look, was the was the XFL kickoff exciting? Yes, right? It was exciting. Was the USFL kickoff exciting? Yes, it was exciting. Yeah, it was all right. Like, but, I didn't have anything against it. Right. What was the most exciting thing? Was, like you said, Phil, that extra point. The two, the one, two, right. and three. Mm-hmm. You know? I loved it. I, I'm glad I they kept that. And I'm glad they kind of did a hybrid of certain rules. You know, like they're keeping the double forward pass. UFL yeah. didn't, USFL didn't do that. XFL did. They so are I, going I, to two feet down, which Leo at the time last year when we started talking about one foot down or two feet down, yeah. your whole thing was if their goal is to get to the NFL, they need to be playing NFL style rules. Right. I agree. Spot. Yeah. I, I never liked the one foot down thing. I <laughs> always fun. liked the two feet. It's fun. But it is. It made the game exciting, you know, but they didn't really hamper it to really make the game any longer. I mean, you can go oh, cool. to their UFL page and Daryl Johnson talked about it. Games are still going to be sure. 245, three hours. Not a more... box. I'll tell you why I like one foot down in the UFL. Why I would even like the NFL to go to one foot down. I hate, I would love it. Leo, I would love it. And let me tell you why. I hate the moment when somebody does something incredibly athletic and makes a wonderful, amazing, spectacular catch. And then we got a lawyer ball it away because he didn't get two feet because he tapped a little white here. I would love to see one foot down and let's call it a catch and get it going. Flip that. Flip that. I'll, I'll, I'll one play, one play. Um, and, and now that I was going to mention it, the name escapes, escapes me. The Denver Broncos wide receiver, that that foot tap in the side of the end zone on that game against um oh it was mid-season. You're talking about uh Cortland Sutton. Yes. Getting both feet down on that play that was shown throughout the week. They did analysis on the, the percentage of the of the chance of someone actually having the body control to make that catch. And they were saying it was actually the lowest percentage in the history since they started taking those types of stats. And he makes that catch, gets that foot down, and makes that touchdown pass what, what that was originally called incomplete, and they had to go back yeah. and review it. Yes. So let's get more of those. Well, yeah, no. Let's get that's more exciting saying. plays. Like you got to get both feet. feet. No, no, no. That was take, two feet. We got to both feet down, like, and that's what makes it spectacular. You're making it easier on them just to get the one foot down, and no, it's Leo, not spectacular you know why they can still that do, way? They can do – stop. There you go. They can do more spectacular things. You can have more of those spectacular moments if you ease no. the restriction of two feet down. You it's absolutely less can. spectacular. No, they can play a lot. You're two making feet. it easy. So it's not seen. as impressive. No, it's Listen, not as you know impressive why he's anymore. Saying that Leo, because his team hasn't won anything since '95. Oh, what, are we doing? what are we doing here? We're not bringing that up. We're not going. That's there. all. That's all. I'm just saying. 95. Hey, that's it. At least I've still got a team. All right. 
Hey, I still have a team. They're just in Chicago. Get ready to move to Arlington Heights. We need a quarterback. (laughs) Yeah, you do. Um, Yeah, we do. He's bad. No, I would be okay if football went to one foot uh, all the way around. I'd be okay with it. I think it's great. No. Um, I understand where you're coming from. I really do. I just like more spectacular. I like more things to watch. I like more fun. I'll say this. They need to do something with this whole pass catch thing. They need to figure out something oh, as far as control and controlling yeah. of these passes and controlling of these catches. They need to do something about that. That's what they need to do. So I am Excellent. always a fan. I am always a fan of more objective rules and taking the subjectivity out of officials mm-hmm. hands. I'm a big mm-hmm, fan sure. of that. But when it comes down to what is a catch and what is not, I almost wish we would just let officials determine, yes, that looks like a catch to me. No, that doesn't look like a catch to me. <laughs> and I would I be okay that, with that. I realize that's really subjective and there's going to be times that that pisses me off as a fan yeah. and I'm like, "No, that was clearly a catch." And they're going to say no that it wasn't a catch, but I am so, they have tried so hard to define what a catch is that they have made well, a mess of it. I remember added this too much chatter. Hold on, put that comment up. I remember that. I yeah. remember that. That was a catch. It was. That yep. was a catch. Yep. He caught they've it. Added, they've added, he caught it. Yep. That was a catch. They've added too much to it. They, you know, they talk about making a football move and there's, there's more to the catch than a catch. And that's the problem. Um, but getting the two feet down, that's separate. That's body control. That's playing within the boundaries of the football field. Uh, what you want to do, uh, uh, Philip, so you have more spectacularness, even though you're making well, it yep. easier. I liken that to let's lower the Course goals guys. in the NBA so we can have more dunks and 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 no. the shorter guys no. can get dunks. Too, that'll be more exciting. Okay. No, that's hogwash. I'll say bull. this. Like when you're doing those sideline catches, right? And the guy is barely able to get that second foot, and then he gets shoved out of bounds. He's got complete control. He's got one foot already in. The other foot is dragging, getting ready to drag, and then the guy shoves him out of bounds. See, like that, I think they should nope. somehow change that type No, no. Type so, thing. Birdie, they used to have that. There used to be a rule where if you caught the ball, but you got forced out of bounds before right. you could get feet down, they would give you the possession Yes. There. They need I to was bring so it glad back. They, no, get they, I'm glad they got rid of that. No, why stop. do I? Why do I, as the defensive player, get uh, penalized because you would have gotten your feet down if I didn't learn how to tackle? Job. Learn how to tackle. Ah, forget that. I love that they got rid of that. No, now, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Here's the one good thing about this new league. We're talking about the rules and all of that, right? Sure. So here's the question: We had Dean Blandino for the XFL. And we yes. had Mike per what was his name? Mike uh Mike Pereira. Pereira. Pereira for the USFL. Yep. So do you bring both of those guys in? I don't see why not. To go over the road. See now, see how exciting that is. You got both of these guys. They're calling, they're looking at these games, and we're gonna get two different views of them. So, like mm-hmm. you have Blandino doing one game and you have Pereira doing another game. And then so it's gonna be a completely different look. For these games. So that's going to be kind of exciting there is that they're going to keep that type of replay Mm because both leagues kind of use that replay system. 
And so they're going to get to keep that. But now who is it they bring in? Are they bringing uh, uh, Dean back or are they bringing Mike back? I don't know. I haven't seen that yet. So that's the mo- that's the major important thing. Keeping that kind of replay system, which I think the XFL and the UFL, USFL had great replay systems. So I like that they're going to keep that in place. So that's a yeah, good even, thing there. Even the AAF did that back in 2019. Mm-hmm. And I yep. don't understand why the NFL hasn't jumped onto that. Um, right. I don't either. It makes I no sense. I don't get what they're waiting on. No, because it's a good old boys club. Sure. It's yeah, a good old that's, boys club. that's the only answer. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah. So I, I do like that they're keeping the, the replay system the way it is. Now, the one thing I could be okay with losing the, the drone. The drone. Get rid no, of the drone. Talking about the, the, the drone. Talking about the uh no, the drone. The USFL had the drone that the USFL had flying around the stadium. Get rid of that damn thing. Keep the X. Keep the X cam. You know, I like that. But get rid of the drone. Get rid of the drone that they use in the U in the uh, USFL. <laughs> get rid of it. James Palmer asks, isn't pass interference in the new league 15 yards if less than the spot foul? Unless it's something crazy obvious. You know, here's another thing that I would love to see happen in professional football. Yes, I need a kickoff drone. I need a two-tiered pass interference level. Remember how we used to have two tiers for face mask? You got a five-yard yeah. variety yeah. if it mm-hmm. was just incidental, and then you had a 15-yard personal foul if it was egregious. Yes. I need that on pass interference. I need a pass interference foul that is, uh, you know, ten yards and a first down. If it was not egregious, and a spot foul if you if it, if you egregiously interfered with. I, I need that. I like that. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like now, that. what what James what what James Palmer's saying here? There is there is that type of rule in there, but it's kind of it like Daddy Ed said, where Dean Blandino lives in a gray area. This that this new pass interference rule is kind of in a gray area. I don't think that because if you really look at that, it, that's kind of a two-tiered system for pass interference. It is. I don't think it it'll really good. work. So I have a feeling we're just going to be seeing fifteen-yard pass interference plays. I don't think we'll see you know less than the fifteen yards, like it kind of states in the rule book. The so, other thing I, mean, I need, the other thing I need in professional and college football, I need this in football all across uh, every level. Uh, we need to define what a catchable ball is. Well, yeah, and and if the ball is if the ball is thrown short, and your receiver has to stop to get to the ball, and the the defender runs into him, that's not pass interference because it wasn't a catchable ball. I agree. There was I, look, a I agree. Between you and the ball, that's not catchable anymore. See, here's it the one thing I say. Right here's the one thing I say about these two leagues. <laughs> We didn't really see a lot of pass interference calls in the XFL. We didn't see a lot of pass interference called in the USFL. The one thing I, we saw them, but they weren't nowhere near what they are in the NFL, right? No. Nowhere nowhere near that. I can remember some very clear non-pass interference calls in that last uh, Brahma's DC game that that we witnessed here in San Antonio. Right, that they just let go. The one thing I think they need to fix is the holding calls. 
Because, mm. you know, once they say it, the arm is straight out, that's a hold, right? But you get a guy like, I'll, okay, I'll use Jadrian Taylor. Because, I mean, you guys know who Jadrian Taylor is, right? Yeah. Kid who plays from Texas, all that stuff, right? That kid is so that kid is so quick, it's not even funny. Like, can you imagine if you're an end or if you're a tackle trying to get that kid and how fast he comes across? Your arm's automatically going to be stretched out from right. that kid. So you're gonna, you're gonna, he's gonna get hit with a holding call every single time. So I mean, there's gotta be some kind of that they really need to work on is what is a holding call, what constitutes as a holding call, and stuff like that. Because I mean, I mean, you got some of these guys that are just, I mean, look like Peta, the defensive player of the year for the for the Battlehawks or for the Vegas Vipers. You imagine how fast that guy's coming in, and you're trying to stop him. So, I mean, that's another thing I think they need to look at is what is considered a holding call and what is considered not a holding call. Well, and I would love, and let's hope they do that. I would love for football around the, you know, across every level to put a little more subjectivity in holding calls. And uh, if it affects the play, you call a penalty. But if it is on the opposite, if I'm running a jet sweep to this side and <laughs> on this side, an offensive lineman held. I'm not. I'm not throwing that flag. It, it has nothing to do with the play. It's on the opposite, right. completely mm-hmm. opposite side of the field. Right. It has nothing to do with it. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I'm saying. Like, yeah. do some kind of system there. It's just, but that's really so- hard because once you start injecting subjectivity into some mm-hmm. of this, you're going to get fans that go, "Why are they not calling that holding?" Well, they didn't think it would affect the play. But it right. would have, and yeah. so then you have this whole argument blow up. And even I worse, I, even I worse than that is the ineligible, ineligible man downfield that oh, doesn't God. affect the play when he's just doing his job, you know, b- trying to block somebody. But then the, you know, the the quarterback has to uh, not audible, but change the play behind him, and he has no idea. So now he's not where he should be because the play has changed. And you get a flag thrown against you. That happens all the time, and it drives me nuts. Well, and you say that, Phil. You say that, Leo. But we didn't really see that a whole lot in the in the XFL or the USFL. Was the ineligible receiver mm-hmm. or ineligible player down the field? Because I think with the XFL and the USFL, the rules kind of like what you were saying, Phil. Were a little more subjective. They were a little more subjective because there wasn't as many flags. Right in those two leagues compared to the NFL. What I'm hoping is that they stick to that. Let's be a little more subjective on these call on these plays. Let, let's I will, let's let the referees be more in charge. I will tell you, I noticed it first in the AAF and now and then I noticed it in the XFL, both in 2020 and in XFL 3.0, uh, and a little bit in the USFL, not as much. And now I've started noticing this in the NFL. The outside offensive linemen mm-hmm. get about a second's worth of grace on false starts. If yes. they jerk up and it's all in one motion, if they stop, they're going to get called. But if they'll just commit to the motion, even if they're a second before the snap, they don't get uh-huh. called anymore. I, I noticed that too. So, look, here's what I could say. And Rig said it earlier. We are now what? Literally 30 days away. 30 days away from spring football. 30 days. We are just 30 days away to see who is actually the real champ of spring football. The, Bron- the, 
the Renegades or the, the Birmingham Sky? You had Sky? it right. No, you said it right. No. The Brahmins. <laughs> Renegades are the Birmingham Stallions, right? Now, look, maybe you guys can move up a little more, but you guys are in a hard conference. You guys got to remember, though, you guys didn't do very good against the North. But what do or you mean, the, you guys? What do you mean, the you Brahmas? Guys? You're, talk, do very you're good talking about the Roughnecks, these... right? No, these two the right here. Roughnecks last year. <laughs> you guys didn't do very good against these two teams. How did the I think there's, Roughnecks do? Yeah, because I think so there's more Roughnecks too. players on the roster right now than there were Brahmas players that is true. last year. But I think the Roughnecks didn't beat this team or this yeah. team. That's did true. they? Did One they? of the most amazingly interesting things about last year's XFL season was how Houston lost to Arlington in the playoffs. Like, I still well, that's don't because... really get it. I mean, let's really look at it. That's because they got probably the smartest spring football quarterback that's ever played the game of spring football in Luis Perez. That's true. And he's coming back, isn't he? And paired, and paired him back. with a coach that knows to, how to win. Exactly. Paired him with a, I mean, a coach that knows how to win. No, you, you can hate you can hate Luis all you want, but you can't deny what the man did, the man has done in spring football. Dirty. I want to tell you something right now because I don't know if you know this. Okay. I was some, tell the some, same story. Somebody sitting here right now in these four squares told everybody that Luis Perez was going to be a great spring football quarterback before anybody even knew who he was or knew his back, name. Back in November of 2018, there is one of these four people sitting right here that said the most interesting quarterback coming into the AFL quarterback draft to him was Luis Perez, and that person is this guy right here. I was going to have to That's say, right. it had to be the guy Leo had it called from mm. the beginning. He said, Luis Perez is somebody I am very interested in watching his career, and we yep. have watched it all the way through the AFL, uh, I'm sorry, AF. the AF, the XFL2, XFL3, and on no. into the UFL. He's unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Yeah, he got yeah. when he got drafted when he got into the new, in the new league, right? In in uh 2.0 or was it's a 3.0? I can't even remember now. Is it 3.0? No, he was in 2.0. He was out in LA. Right, yeah. yeah. So yeah, 3.0. He went to Vegas. Nothing against Rod Woodson. I met him in Vegas. Nice, super nice yeah. guy. <laughs> but Rod Woodson didn't know how to use a quarterback like that. He's not a good match. No, he did not know how to use a good quarterback like that. But you know who did? That guy right there did. That guy right there did. You look at Luis Perez's stats since he started in spring football. And you go back to, like you guys said, the a, the the Charlie League day, right? Mm -hmm. Or then you go to XFL 2.0. And then you go to XFL 3.0. Luis Perez has the most passing yards than any quarterback in these eight teams. He beat, he beat the NFL or the, the XFL player of the year, Jordan Ta'amu. He almost beat the one who everybody said is the uncrowned, you know, MVP and AJ McCarron. I mean, Luis Perez, is a, he, he's a great quarterback. And he all learned it from yeah. playing, watching YouTube. Yeah. What does that tell you? What does that tell Was you? Was he a bowler originally? 
Yeah, he was a bowler. Yeah. yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's an amazing, he's an amazing Athlete. player. An amazing player. And possibly because we had Jordan on the show right after the championship game, and we asked him about Louise. He goes, He is my kryptonite. I am his Peyton Manning. He's my Tom Brady, and I'm his Peyton Manning. Because Jordan Tamu hadn't beaten him. Hasn't beaten him at all in spring football. He goes, I'm his Peyton Manning. He's my Tom Brady. So when you have a guy like that saying, that's my Tom Brady, what does that tell you? Yep, he's a great athlete. What does that tell you about a guy? The GOAT. Yeah, it's good. Mean, and Leo called it from the very start, from the very sure beginning did. of this whole yeah. thing. Yeah, I said, look out for that guy. And he was the first. He was the first quarterback taken in the uh, the in Charlie's league. Yep. Let's see what yeah. you remember, Leo. Who did he play for in Charlie's league? The Iron Birmingham Iron. Yep. Birmingham mm-hmm. Iron. That's great. And led the league there in passing. On a run first offense. Right. On a run yeah, first on a offense. offense. Yeah. On a run yep. first offense, he still led the league. Yep. What does that tell you about the guy? Now, somebody up here said, Dirty, who are you going with, right? Listen, I'm a Battlehawks fan here in St. You know, I, I'm out of St. Louis. You know, I'm a Battlehawks fan, of course. But listen, I'm a realist, okay? It's way too early, way too early to call these teams. I mean, it, look, if, if you go by what has happened over the last three years with this league, then there is no other team better than that one right there. Than the Birmingham Stallions. No other team better than that. With DC being a close, with DC being number two. Okay. I mean, look, it's too early to go. I mean, listen, you look at the roster, the Battlehawks are set. Set. AJ McCarron, you have the deepest wide receiver core there is. But these guys could still get cut. They may not gel very well. We saw it in prime example, we saw it in Seattle last year with Danucci who had you know, Josh Gordon and Jay Peasy. Look how long it took them to gel. Mm-hmm. you got to realize, these guys are only getting four weeks to start practicing with each other. Yep. Not yep. enough time. they got ten weeks to play. These first two weeks are going to be very, very important for this league and these teams. You know what I'm saying? Oh, God, he irritates me. All right, nerd, I'll call you. But you got to <laughs> look at this. Those first two weeks of this league is going to be very, very important on how this this whole league sets up. So for me to say, who am I going to go with? Of course, I'm going to say the Battlehawks. But as realistic, if I have to go now, that's the team to beat right there is Birmingham. Hands down. We'll find out opening night. Yeah, we will. So, yeah. Well, that seems like as good a place as any to start wrapping this thing up. You've been listening to the Smoking Guns podcast. We are put, uh, we are excited, um, thankful to have a great group of patrons um, that support our show. Folks like Texas Pete, Alfred Rodriguez, James Palmer, Jay Washington, Jordan Steubing, James Steubing, Kim and Greg Nelson, Mo and Iris Ferrante. All of them make sure that we have the ability to make the show go. If you're interested in being a part of that group, you can log on to patreon.com slash smoking guns pod. That's smoking, no G, guns with a Z, P-O-D. And you can support the show at a five, a 10, or a $20 level. What do you get back for that? You get this show. Like we put this show together and 
when we have opportunities, we pour back into our community. We have uh, helped with cheerleading camps. We have helped with football camps. And uh, you get special surprises. All of our patrons are uh, waiting on their new Smoking Guns podcast fan jerseys that are coming to them uh, absolutely free. Like, we took care of that for them because have they we, helped us support the show. Have we got a timeline on those yet? Someone asked me, so since you're bringing no, it up, not do yet. we know, have an not idea yet. when those are coming in? Okay, They're coming over from China so soon but and before the season, but that's all we know. <laughs> so, Phil, before before we you really wrap this up, it's funny that you say that, what you guys do. And another thing about fuel, RC kind of gave us the idea of this when me and the hyena and Dave were in for, uh, for the first game in San Antonio where RC was going around doing a canned good drive. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So fuel, we, you know, we did the charity event for autism speaks. We did the charity event in Houston for the Hawks Hawks, the uh, Houston area women's shelter. Uh, So, you know, there's a there's a championship game coming June 16th. I don't know where it's going to be. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But June 15th, we're doing another fundraiser to help Ricky Prohl's foundation. But also, March, March 14th, if you're in St. Louis, Battle Hawks are doing their town hall at Ballpark Village. And Daddy Ed has decided he wants to do a fill the shelf. We have fill the dome here in St. Louis. Well, now we're going to do the fill the shelf where we want to collect slightly used books from the ages of four to eight for these kids in these inner city schools whose libraries don't have enough books. We want to do that. We're, we're, we're doing a book drive for that. We're going to do that all the way up to opening day or the first kickoff here in St. Louis on April 6th. So we're going to be doing the book drive. And so on March 14th, come to the town hall. If you're in St. Louis from 5.30 to 8 at Ballpark Village, find myself, Daddy Ed. We'll be in our fuel shirts. If you got books, give them to us. We're going to have a flyer with the QR code on it to where you can donate if you're outside of St. Louis and you want to donate money to help us go buy books for these kids. That's what we're going to do. And I'm just going to say it now. I have a feeling. I want to talk to the, the fuel board, but I have a feeling maybe next year's charity because we're going to try to do two a year. I think next year's charity might be in San Antonio. Uh, I don't know yet. I'll have to find out. I'm, I'm probably going to get in trouble because I'm just opening my mouth like I always do. But I think San Antonio might be a great way to another place to do a great charity over there. So maybe we might do that. So yeah, RC, you're, yeah, you're the reason why we decided to do the, uh, you, you're one of the reasons why we decided to do the, the whole collecting stuff at tailgates this year. Oh, well, you're one you. of the main reasons that. behind that. Thank you. Yeah. That's all well, I got. It is a great place. Back. It is a great place for uh, great charity work, for building a community. And it's a great place for football because when it comes to professional football, whether that's the 50 yard fight or the hundred yard variety, the UFL, the IFL, the EIO, the whatever, the entire alphabet, uh, whether it's played up in Seattle, oops, that doesn't happen anymore. Over in St. Louis, down in Jacksonville. No matter where it's played, when it comes to football, professional football, the 210 has got something to say. Bang, bang. Wow.